0: Hello and welcome to the penultimate Fit Finance Sessions Advent Calendar window opening and today we go- I'm going to ask Tom about uh, um, residential properties, it seems to be the one thing that we haven't covered so far in this in this topic, I live in an igloo but Tom lives in a house made of bricks, tell me about it, is it a good investment?
1: Yeah so buying residential properties is different to what we talked about before about commercial property and buying sheds, warehouses, shopping centres and, and things like that. Residential property is just like the property you probably live in or um, uh, as long as you're a human and not Santa. Um, and, and essentially you get a rent from paid by the tenant and you hopefully get some capital growth as well. Um, the, the main uh reason to do that is it provides diversification and and also by using a mortgage you can leverage your return so you only have to put x amount in to buy the house and you borrow borrow the rest um obviously that comes with with risks um and um uh, but it allows you to kind of supercharge your your returns it's quite common on property but quite often seen as uh most people wouldn't borrow a lot of money to go invest in in the market so um, whilst it can seem quite normal, there is uh, there is a, a perception of little risk when actually you are you are amplifying the returns, but also the the opposite way around as well.
0: Sounds interesting, um, and it's one of those things. that I suppose everybody knows how to invest in if they've all got their own houses, but but I'm sure Tim knows some some decent reasons why you wouldn't go towards uh, property investing. Go on, Tim, fire away. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think the the obvious one, as as Tom's already mentioned,
2: really, is the the leveraging aspect to it. So obviously you're borrowing to buy an asset, whereas um, the other types of investments, more liquid investments, market investments, and that sort of thing, um, you know, normally you're not borrowing to to be part of that. So there's some inherent risks straight away there. I mean, I think the the most prominent one, other than that, is is of course tax and the taxation rules around um, second homes or third, fourth, etc. Rental properties. Um, I think over the last you know three or four years, really, the tax book has largely just been thrown at at landlords to to help first time buyers get on the market. But just to throw some some rules at you, so um, if it's you're not your primary residence, then you're initially going to be paying a three percent surcharge on, on, of course, on stamp duty on the purchasing side of things. If you do have a mortgage against the property, you're not able anymore to offset that cost against uh, income and then pay the tax on the, on the difference. Basically, you pay tax on full income, and after that uh, has been paid, then you, of course, you've got to service the, the debt anyway. Um, and then, of course, when you come to sell the property, if you've had a nice capital gain uh, over the years that you owned it you're paying an additional 8% um, capital gains tax, whether it be 18% for basic rate um, payers or 28 for a higher additional rate um, tax, tax payers. Um, so there's an 8% surcharge effectively over any other type of um C2C bearing asset. So you're sort of being taxed extra, you know, sort of at the beginning, during and end. So it, it is, um, you know, you have to be careful um, with regards to the tax planning when you get involved in that sort of thing.
0: Fantastic. Really clear. So it's, a, it's an interesting investment, diversifies away, but but comes with a, with a whole heap of tax rules and legislation around it that doesn't make it as, as necessarily as nice as it might otherwise have be. been. Thanks very much, Chats. And tomorrow it's the final window opening before the big day. Can't wait. See you then. Bye-bye.